On this episode of Resi Week, the FCC is about to let you get cable without a box. Google is working on a Chromecast built into Vizio and 4K and Atmos available through Voodoo. All that and more next on Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, Episode 5, recorded Monday, February 29th, 2016. No Tune TV. Resi Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Milestone AV. This is Resi Week, the weekly look at the residential market for the AV industry. My name is Tom Albright. I am your host. With us this week is Dennis Holzer. Dennis is from Powerhouse Alliance. Welcome, sir. Nice to be here. Thank uh, you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, also with this is our old buddy, uh, Stephen Bronner from Pro Audio Georgia. Welcome, sir. Ah, uh, thanks, man. It's always a pleasure. And Stephen is so committed to doing this that he's doing it from a client's basement. Just want to point that out, that he's that committed, you know. <laughs> that hey, sometimes anybody. you got to do what you got to do, You buddy. do, absolutely. Uh, hey, real quick, before we get started with the, with the stories, we do have a, a couple uh, to go through, FCC, Google, and some other. Uh, I want to bring up one that we, we covered last week with uh, with Ted Green and, and Ven and, and, and Delia. <clears throat> the ongoing saga of who, of who the heck is going to own Sharp. So, real quickly... I'm not going to ask you guys to comment on this, but this is an update for, for those that are, are following this. Um, so uh, Foxconn, the folks that are trying to buy them, ran into a little bit, little, little bit of a snag. <clears throat> Apparently, Sharp has about $2.6 billion in debt. Uh, so that put the kibosh on it for a little bit. Uh, this is from Bloomberg News. Um, they are revisiting uh, and revising the terms of the approved deal so just keep track of honestly i mean wall street journal's been doing a good job bloomberg ted's been doing a good job on on his blog uh, strata hyphen g um uh, ce pro's been doing a good job residential systems so just check out you know t- honestly type in um sharp and foxconn and that'll that'll get you somewhere so all right first actual story anytime i can i can use a story from from the nerdist it's always a good day uh, FCC has ruled that you can get your cable through devices besides your company's cable box. Um, so here, here's the, the short and sweet of this. Um, the FCC, Tom Wheeler, if, if you're looking at the video here, is a screenshot of, of the Nerdist article. Uh, Tom Wheeler's tweet is, is in the middle there today. I'm, I am proud that the FCC has moved forward on a pro-competitive unlock-the-box proposal. All right, so here's here's the the long and short of this, guys. Uh, you can get if if this goes through, uh, and everything happens the way it's supposed to, you will be able to get your cable through things like uh, Amazon Fire or Apple TV, Roku boxes, things of that, that nature. Um, it was not passed outright. In other words, it was not an actual rule yet because. They have to give a, a, a period of 60 day uh, for people to comment on it. You know good and well that Comcast and Charter and, and you know Time Warner, they're going to have their comments on it. So if you're interested 
and you think this is a good idea, I'm going to put a link to the story. In that story is a, is a place that you can go comment on this proposal. Stephen, for you, uh, first and foremost, we'll start with you. Um, what, what do you think about this deal? The, the fact that, that possibly, if this goes through, we'll be able to get rid of the current cable box system as it sits and be able to do either, you know, obviously one of these streaming devices. Ostensibly, one could argue that there could be be a market for third-party cable boxes that may do other things. You know, what do you think of this deal? Wow. Well, considering the fact that the cable companies use the worst box on the market, um, I mean, really, of all the products that we have to deal with, we dread the cable box the most. So if you're telling me that now we can get the client the services that they want through a different box that may actually be reliable and have things like power discrete codes and other unicorns that don't exist in the cable world, um, it can't be anything but a good thing. Now you're giving the client, just like when the client was able to get their own modem and supply their own modem for their internet service, now you're doing the same thing. You're telling the client, hey, if you don't like that junky cable box, you can get all the channels you want, but now we can give you a high-quality box that has good processing that's going to give you a better signal. It's a win-win for the client. I can't see how it's a bad thing for the cable company. I mean, those boxes are garbage. They go out all the time. They're going to save a fortune. If a client says, hey, we'll supply our own box, man, I mean, how often does a coax break? So basically, once the line comes into the house, you should be good to go. Sounds like a win-win all around. I agree with Steve because the fact of the matter is that the, the cable boxes – uh, the, the cable company should be happy because of all the aggravation sending rolling trucks just to fix cable boxes and do different things. They, they should be pleased about that. Steve, I would turn this back over to you and say how many Apple TVs with every install you already do, um, not to mention other type of devices that you're, you're putting in systems over and above. So I agree with you. It's a win-win. It's better, more updated technology for the consumer and that has more of an open access uh, going forward. So I, I think it's a win-win. Yeah, I mean, to the Apple TV thing, we sell so many of them that we actually keep three on every truck that we have in the field. Wow. Um, you can throw an Apple TV behind any set, bedrooms, kitchens, anywhere, and all of a sudden the client has all their content available right there. So, yeah, I your point about the Apple TV is great. And then also, um, you know, Roku boxes and the other boxes that are out. And then if you got a real techie client and they do like an XBMC or a Kodi box, now you've given them the opportunity to really control all of their media. All right. So let, let me get even crazier here now. Um, could you then maybe send that to, I don't know, your iPad or your Amazon Fire uh, tablet and stuff like that is that something that we're looking at too or is this are you still going to have to have a physical cable coax no you can already stream i mean all your cable services direct tv comcast you can already stream it directly to your tablets and to your phones for That's free true. if you have the service so they they have direct tv anywhere and i don't know what xfinity calls theirs um but um, you can already do that. So, yeah, this just opens the door for a better experience 
And actually, I can't see why a cable company would fight this. It, it seems like if I had equipment in the field that failed constantly, why would I? Why would I be opposed to someone else bringing in better equipment? It just doesn't make sense. It's a it's a revenue stream. I mean, I, I think that's one thing that they see. You know, Tim, I I, I think two other things. You know, number one, it, I think it's going to pave the way, ultimately, for vendors, TV vendors, to stop putting tuners in their TVs. Oh wow! So I think that's the next step, and I think you the, the only thing. And I don't know this, and I guess this is more of a question for Steve or, or you guys. Um, is there anything in those boxes that gives them any type of proprietary information like what you're watching? Yes. Or So that could be the only downfall, you know, from the cable companies that they would look at and they would be losing a little bit of control from that fact. Not only that, but if a signal goes out, if they are, if you're using their cable box, then they have the ability to recycle the signal, turn the box off, turn it back on, send it firmware. So whereas you cut out the headache of the bad quality product, then you add the headache of, okay, well, our signal's good, your device is bad, so who's responsible? Yeah. So now that I say that, I kind of see their side of it, whereas they lose a little bit of quality control as well because now they don't know as of right now they can tell you all the way to the HDMI cable that goes to the TV what's wrong once it comes out of the box to the HDMI or whatever cable you use it's not their fault but if you take their box out now they no longer have that control well and actually they, they, they... this also gives them one more issue to say it's out of our purview, you know. <laughs> yes. They're so quick to say that it's it's not us. This helps them say it's not us a little bit even faster than they would have originally. Yeah. Yes. And depending on the software, and depending. Hey, uh, on hey, the, Tim. On... Quick question. Yes. Go ahead. So, so we've got all these devices that we're going to stream with, and and uh, this goes back to what he said about taking the tuners out of TVs. Um, we have a lot of people that are cutting the cord. And sometimes if you cut the cord, the only way you can get your local channels is over the air. Mm -hmm. So that would be an interesting side effect if they took the tuners out, basically going back to the old days of using displays instead of TVs. Yeah. So our monitors is what we call them. So uh, like the commercial world uses monitors. So if you did that, now you're actually, you're, you're kind of taking one step forward, one step back. So I hope that doesn't happen. That would not be a good thing. Well, and no, and it also it also goes back to the the Supreme Court case with Aereo, where you you wish that they would have won that case now, right? Uh, because with Aereo, you could stream it straight to some sort of other box, but of course, you know, Supreme Court in their infinite wisdom said that that was illegal for whatever stupid reason. Anyhow, uh, that was my only political soapbox. Yeah, we already went over that. Yeah. I know. Uh, from our, our buddies over at CE Pro, um, Runco. Uh, if you're not familiar with who Runco is, Runco, good Lord, 30 years ago now almost, uh, Runco was uh, established by well, Sam. Sam Runco. Uh, it was purchased by Planar a number of years ago. Yep. Planar actually did a really good job of, of keeping the product up. What? And now Planar has been acquired by Layard, and Layard said... Um, we're done. Um, so Runco is is basically effectively no more. This is according to to CE Pro and Julie Jacobson. 
Um, Stephen, we'll start with you on this. Uh, what does this mean just for the projector market in general and obviously from the for the folks that, that have, have held on to Ronco for so long? Well, to be honest with you, man, I, I'm going to – I guess I'm going to be the, the bad guy here because uh, I'm going to say that this is this doesn't have any effect on our industry whatsoever. I mean, really? In my opinion, okay. Runco. Yeah, in my opinion, and, and I do. I deal with high end projectors, and um, Runco had its heyday, but now there are so many people on the market that do as good, if not better, of a job than Runco for the same or a lower price. That it. Um, you know, the thing that drove Runco was Sam's enthusiasm. You know, they were always on the cutting edge. They were always doing new stuff. And when was the last time you heard a news article that said brand new features coming to Runco? It just never happens. They, they, I mean, I can't believe it lasted this long, to be honest with you. Wow. Uh, all right. So next up, uh, Voodoo is expanding. Their selection of 4K, uh, as well as doing uh, Dolby Atmos. So I want to take two two angles with this. Yeah. First is the 4K part, and then the Dolby Atmos. Um, so, if, Stephen, the first question here is this: um, As we expand the displays from Ultra HD to 4K to the next one being 8K and this, that, and the other, one of the common complaints is the fact that we don't have content. Here's an online uh, service that is saying, hey, you know what? Coming up, Heart of the Sea, which is the, the Moby Dick story, the intern, um, a number of other uh, offerings here recently are going to be offered in 4K. Does that bolster the need for 4K in the home? I think that it just adds to the, the benefit of having 4K. I, I wouldn't say it bolsters the need. Um, we've been selling, and there was an article written, uh, they asked me my opinion. Um, I've been selling 4K for a year and a half now. I, I, I'm not one of the late adopters. I saw it. I'm a video and audio snob. It has to be calibrated. It has to have the best picture. So whenever we look at this and we say, hey, Voodoo's putting out 4K, that's just great. That's that much easier to tell it, to convince a client to do 4K because it's not really that hard for us. Uh, we have a different kind of business model where the, the systems we supply, we guarantee they're going to be forward compatible for four years. Yeah. So because of that particular write-in on our contracts, that it's not hard for us to do 4K because the clients expect that from us. But what I will say is that the more people that offer it, the more people that come along and they say, hey, here's more 4K content, the more the clients will request it as opposed to us having to having to introduce it to the clients. Um, I like it. I've always thought Voodoo was the best streaming service, uh, period. They made the best remote control in the history of all AV for their boxes. I don't know if you ever got to see one. No. But it literally had a scroll wheel and a couple of buttons, and it was, it was shaped perfect for your hand. I mean, that company out of the gate was amazing. And then Walmart bought them, and I thought, oh, man, they're going to go down big, and they didn't. Uh, their their uh, offerings have expanded. So Vudu is just one more service. You know, you got Netflix, Vudu, now DirecTV has uh, 4K content. These things just make it easier and easier for us to tell a client, you know what, you need to bite on this technology. 
All right, so uh, we go from the 4K part to the Atmos part. Dolby Atmos is, has made some waves the last two CDs I know for, uh, and possibly the th uh, last three or four. How important is, is Dolby Atmos at this point when it comes to an audio technology? Dolby Atmos is single-handedly the largest advancement in audio in at least 10 years. Really? I can't, I cannot, I'll be honest with you, and I worked with John Siaka um, before the spec even came out. It's a funny story. They introduced Atmos at CD, and all these receivers had Atmos, and they didn't even re release the spec until November. Um, so, and that was a couple of CD years ago when I was working closely with John and, and uh, Dolby to get the spec because I had a Atmos system uh, that had to go in before November. Yeah. So we were working to get the spec. Uh, but as far as, as far as guys like us are concerned, it's huge. But as far as clients are concerned, I mean, those are things that if you think about it, it's not an easy integrate. You can't retro that in very easily. Most of the theaters and things like that that we do have very intricate ceilings. I mean, uh, I have several that have uh, star ceilings in them. Where do you put the speakers? Yeah. Um, they, you can do floor standing in the front and use a reflective speaker, but very few of our theaters have floor standing speakers in them. I was going to say, so, clients probably don't want that, do they? No, they don't. Whenever they get a theater, they want it to look like a real movie theater. They don't yeah. want to see all the speakers. Now, I have some gear hits, some guys that – really want to see it. They want the amps up front and they want all that stuff. And you know what? That's cool. But the, by a large majority, a client, when you build a theater, they want it to be clean and they don't want to see the equipment. So, you know, being able to add a speaker to the top of a tower speaker to do Dolby might sound like a great idea in theory, but we're not going to use it um, most of the time. Now, do I think that it's huge that they're adding Atmos to their products? Um, I, I really don't know. I don't know what the overall effect will be because I've only had, of the theaters that I've built, I've only had two clients that had even heard of Dolby Atmos. Hmm. And um, the one of them that had heard of it said it's just more of that voodoo, it's just more speakers. And I had to actually explain to him, no, it's not. You know, all these years they've been telling you, look, the helicopter flies over you when, in all honesty, it flew around you. Now the helicopter actually flies over you. So it's, um, I think it's great that they're they're embracing the technology and they're adding it now for, for when people do adopt. But 4K is something that people are asking for. Okay. Atmos is a lot of, I've actually, like I said, I've had a client tell me that it's just, more speakers to sell that he doesn't need. 5.1 sounded great. Now, granted, that client ended up with a 722 system. So it 5.1 sounded great until he went, went and sat in another theater and said, I want this. So, um, yeah, I think so, it's a good it's a good addition. Okay, so is it a matter of, of the clients not hearing about it yet? And maybe eventually, at most, will become THX, right? When, when you and I were kids, the 80s, I mean, everybody had to have a THX theater, right? Right. Is it just getting getting the, the, the mind share and, and the clients, I guess, uh, becoming familiar with it? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think that the clients, the clients that are building home theaters, they want it. Uh, the clients that are uh, that are just doing media rooms, you know, because a large majority of our clientele, a large majority of our clientele, they're doing media rooms now. Theaters are not as common. 
So if you're doing a media room, Atmos is not as important. But if you're doing a theater, it's it's actually something we put in all the theaters now. Any fresh build theater that we have, we're doing Atmos. Any retro theater that we're upgrading, we're doing Atmos because we believe in it. And I have found that whatever you believe in as an integrator and whatever you're passionate about, that's what your clients will believe in. So is it a big deal that Voodoo is doing it? I don't know. But it's a big deal that we're doing it. Okay. And to me, it's a big deal that other that that content providers are biting and they're actually doing it as well. Dennis, from your standpoint, um, how big is, is Dolby Atmos at this point? Um, I it's growing. Um, I would say it's not as big as everybody had hoped out the gate. I think it's taken time to materialize, and um, I think it's growing at a nice rate, but again, I repeat, not as nice as everybody had expected. I don't know why, you know, something new comes out, everybody thinks that everybody's going to jump on it, and they didn't. You know, they're not going to just go out and buy, some will, I shouldn't say, but some will go out and buy a new receiver, but not everybody's just going to dump their old receiver or just invest in new speakers. So I think it's coming on nicely, and I, and I agree again with Steve that the the installers have a lot to play. They, they got to educate their consumers on what's out there and give them some way of experiencing what it sounds like, what it'll be in their system. And, and, you know, for those installers that are doing that, I think they're, they're becoming pretty successful. You know, guys, the, the show is a lot more interesting when you don't agree with each other. So if you could, if you could argue, that would be lovely. Uh, let's go up with this next one. Uh, Google is reportedly working with Vizio, uh, one of Dennis's companies. Uh, on cast ready TVs. So uh, if you're not familiar with the Chromecast, it's it's a um, well, it's an Amazon Fire. It's a you know uh, another way for you to get um, not only obviously Chrome uh, content, uh, you know, wireless content, streaming devices, but you can also send your uh, content from uh, your computer straight to the straight to the um, device itself. Uh, currently, it's it's literally it almost looks like a USB stick, uh, and you put plug it into one of your HDMI ports. Working with Vizio on on some of the uh, on having Chrome built in or Chromecast built into it. Uh, Dennis, we'll start with you. Uh, how big of a deal is this to have you know apps like this built in from from Google? I think it's very big. I think obviously you know Google and Apple and a couple of these other companies are all fighting to to lead the charge. Um, I think it relates to what we talked about earlier that I think it also starts to pave the way of no tuners and TVs going forward. Um, and I, I, again, I, the bottom line though, I think it's still an educational that the installers have to teach the consumers. I mean, again, there's a share of consumers who keep up on this stuff, but there's a, a large share who don't. And I'm sure they, they call the Steve's of the world and say, here's what I want to do. What do you have? And the trust goes into the installer, and, and I, I believe it'll be big going down the road. All right, Stephen, same question to you. is How big of a deal is this? Well, uh, I think it's a big deal. I, I, I like the Chromecast. I use it. Um, it's effective. Um, I just, I wish, and here's, here's my wish, and I understand there are different TVs for different people, but... Um, I just wish that some of these TV companies would focus on building their picture quality as well as their features because 
what we keep running into is, is these TVs that have all of these feature qualities and, and or all these features, and then when you get in there, the TV lasts, uh, the TV lasts, you know, a year, two years. The picture quality is not good. You've got motion blur and the picture's dim. So I think that it's a good thing that they're building this stuff in. But as long as it's done well on a nice TV, all these features are great. But putting lipstick on a pig does nothing for me. So if you're gonna if you're gonna put all these great features and then put them into a, a $500 60-inch TV, there's only so much you're going to get out of it. Um, so it's a great move. It's a very great move. I have a Chromecast. I have an Apple TV. I have, trust me, I have all the gadgets. And I will tell you that out of all of them, the Chromecast is actually one of my favorites because it's not restricted. It doesn't care who it talks to. It'll talk to Apple. It'll talk to Google or, or uh, Android. It'll talk to your computer through the Google browser. So, I mean, I, I like the idea. I just want to make sure that these TV companies that are offering these features are working on the other side as well. I mean, you have Sony that now has the built-in um, DirecTV tuner. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, another thing about Sony, not they just happen to have these two features, but with the Sony TV, if you have a PlayStation 3 controller, you play the games right through the TV, download. You don't have to have a game system. So there are there are a lot of these features being built in, but Sony, in my opinion, did it really well, and I can't wait to see. I'm, I'm interested to see what Vizio does because Sony built these features into TVs that have extremely high picture quality, extremely long-lasting TVs. So you're selling your client a quality product, and then you say, oh, by the way, instead of needing a Chromecast, it's built in, or instead of needing a a game system, it's built in. So that's my that's my take on it. I'm not as excited until I see what Vizio does with the technology. All right, very good. That that'll that that'll be the last word on that, gentlemen. Thank you so much, Dennis. Uh, how do people find you and and get a hold of you or uh, or Powerhouse? So they can either go online www.powerhousealliance.com. We have 12 members, and depending on the area that you live in, you can or that you're working, excuse me, you can certainly go online and see who covers your area. Um, 12 members, 39 warehouses, and hope to have a couple more very shortly. And uh, we welcome anybody who wants to give us a shot. And Steve, we appreciate your business. So thank absolutely. you. Absolutely, absolutely. Very good. And Tim, Stephen. thanks for having me. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Stephen, how do people find you or, or Pro Audio Georgia? Uh, Pro Audio underscore GA on Twitter, ProAudioGeorgia.com. Uh, I'm easy to find. Uh, I'm all over the place. Um, look me up. Give me a call if you need me. If you have any questions, we do uh, everything from working with clients to a uh, pretty extensive mentoring program for other businesses. So if you're a business owner and you're watching this and you're you, you're interested in getting a little deeper into our industry we have I, I've worked really hard to establish a good reputation of helping other business owners build their business and I uh, look forward to working with anyone and like I said look me up I'm uh, I'm not real active on Twitter I should be a little more active but you got um, you got a business to run dude so. <laughs> <laughs> I have a business to run and, and four kids and so it gets uh life gets very interesting sometimes it does. and um but that's how you find me all right all right uh, and he would be a, actually a, a pretty good guy to mentor so if you're interested in that uh, my yes. name is Tim Albright don't don't follow me go by the website uh, avnation.tv avnation.tv 
you will find this very program and a host of others uh, on the sh- on the uh, the website right now. Uh, we spent some time at NSTA BLC uh, last week, so check that out, the, their annual business leadership conference. Uh, this Friday on AV Week, Mr. George Tucker will be hosting because I am headed off to Infocom Connections. So if you're heading out there uh, in San Jose, come by and say hi. So avnation.tv, avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This has been Resi Week.